So Luke chapter 2, I'm going to read that in a little bit. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to do this four Sundays in a row. We're going to have a moment where we're going to stop and we're going to believe that the presence of God is here with us, okay? We're going to stop and believe and I'm going to direct you in, in something in that time. So this is, this is what I want you to know. There's nothing magical happens. It's not like I'm going to stop for three or four minutes after I'm teaching for 15 minutes and something magical happens. This is what happens is you make a decision. You make a choice to connect with Holy Spirit. You make a choice. You make a choice. And, and uh, you know, and, and, and uh, there are barriers. I know that. But we've been practicing all this year hearing the Lord, seeing spiritually, talking about that. So we're going to do that together. Um, I have, I have a, a question here, and I'm sure, I, I think every one of you is going to answer the question with yes. I wrote down here, have you ever felt angry? <laughs> and I'm pretty sure everybody's felt angry. In fact, even people that you would say they never get angry, there's often a deep-seated anger in them. Have you ever been sad? Been sad. Have you ever been like super overjoyed and ecstatic and happy about something? Have you ever come off your seat in excitement because of during a sporting event? Okay, you have, right? So have you ever get a big scoop of ice cream, take it back into your bedroom and watch TV while eating it, kind of hiding away from other people that would judge you for that? <laughs> Maybe not all of you, but the, far, the other ones have. No, we're done. Have, you, have, you, have, you ever, have you ever felt lust or greed or fear or jealousy or hate or, or just a hate towards a, a, just a group of people or a person or a, an idea rise up within you from a seemingly nowhere and it feels extremely powerful and real? Our emotions feel really powerful and real, don't they? When we hear, I'm an idiot, in our own head, it feels like I'm an idiot. The whole world knows I'm an idiot. The whole world knows I'm worthless. I'm exposed. This might only apply to the ladies, but if you ever have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror? I've been married 33 years, so I've had some experience with women. I live with my, my mother-in-law is 85, and she still gets all decked out. It's amazing. She just looks, she looks like fabulous when she leaves. She, she does. And if somebody's come over, and, but have you, ever, have you ever like gone knowing that, man, this, this doesn't quite fit me right? I don't quite love my hair today. And this is what happens when you leave. You have this thought or this feeling you have this thought of this feeling, and then you think that everybody could notice that one spot on you or that one thing that's feelings and how we think about ourselves are really powerful. So and people, when we walk around with, I don't have anything to give, and that's a thought, and then we begin to act out our lives like we have nothing to give. I'm a nobody, and we live it out. We actually take action, tangible action living out that I'm a nobody. And the big lie that the enemy loves to use is God didn't give you any gifts. He forgot to give you any gifts. Or you're just made that way and you have no control. And the, the thoughts manifest and produce something around us. Think about how powerful and how real those emotions are. Have you ever had a, have you ever had a, a time of your life where you were super happy and then in an instant, you were sad. You got a phone call. Life is good. You get a phone call. You know, when I was a teenager, we got a phone call that my brother, my oldest brother, Marshall, was in a car wreck. And all of a sudden, life is going along. You have five brothers. In 24 hours, you have 
four, there's four boys. And that, it's that fast. It's that fast that, you, that we change. And, and, and life, is, life is often that way. Have you ever felt like super courageous and then a fat flash of a, just a second you feel super fearful? Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go talk to this person. We had that experience with Cresha in Paris. Cresha has like some, some French and she's got a really great accent and things like that. So she would go up using her best French to ask for like a direction. And a lot of people, especially the immigrants, are very gracious because they know it's hard to have another language. But the French people, they would say something really fast to her in, her fr- in French back to her. And she'd be like, and you could see all of her French just dribble out on the floor. You know, like it's like, and she'd be like, ay, 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 ay. and so nobody ever has that problem with me thinking I know uh, Spanish well. They're all like, okay, he has great Spanglish. Um, so, you know, I had a time also, Victoria and I were driving back from, Flor- uh, from Florida, and they had all this flooding. So we had to go all the way down into Louisiana at the very, there's a road right there along, along the coast. It's a real soft coast. And you have to drive through this, the bayou, and you go out way south in Texas, and there's a giant bridge that goes over the, that, 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 that river that runs through, that, that borders Texas and Louisiana. And I got impatient because of all the traffic, and I passed somebody. I felt super courageous, and then I saw a big truck coming my way, and I barely, I had to speed up to like 70 on this, this just a double road, like just two-lane road, and I had to zoom in. And then there's a police officer right here at the same time. And man, my courage just, I mean, went to sheer fear. And Victoria pops up from the back. She's like eight or nine years old, and she knew something was going on. Now I, I was shaking. So it's, it's, that, it's that fast. It's that fast. Our emotions and our thoughts are super powerful. Think about this. You can think a certain way, have a certain pattern of thinking, and give yourself stomach aches. You can think and feel and experience things a certain way, and your blood pressure can rise up. You can give yourself physical problems by something that's not even very real. Your emo- Nobody's ever said, this is an emotion. Here, I've got some emotion. Here, here's some courage. Drink some courage. Well, we do have something called liquid courage, isn't it? It's called a whiskey, you know. But you have, you have, there, there's no, you, you can't, you can't go, there's, yep, there's fear in there. I've got a little fear. I've got a little, oh, here's a thought. I need to drink this and my thoughts will change. We don't have that, but we know that it manifests into something tangible, right? We can all agree on that. I've said all this stuff so that we can agree that your that your thoughts are powerful. Your thoughts are powerful. When you walk into a room confident, it manifests different than if you walk in afraid and lacking confident. So if we know this, think about that. I can manifest I can manifest emotions just with this hand right here, right? So with something tangible, I can go up and I can punch somebody in the face and they're going to have some emotions and some thoughts about that, right? Right? Yeah, definitely I'm going to have some. Some of you will feel sad and bewildered. Some of you will just get mad and retaliate. But what happens is we know that the physical can manifest into the emotional and the mental. And we know the emotional and mental can manifest into the physical. Then why as Christians do we leave out the spiritual manifesting into the physical? Right? 
Think about that. We, we, we work on our emotions, we work on our feelings and things like that. Something tangible is manifested by our thoughts and our emotions. Something tangible is manifested by our spirit. We've got to learn how to tap in to our spirit man. It's, I live spirit to spirit. I follow a spirit. I do not follow Holy Spirit by, with my mind and my emotions. We have taught, I have taught, I have liked the idea that I intellectually know him and that's close enough. But there, 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 there's, a, there's, a, there's a moving away that must happen of my intellect, not that I throw my intellect or my emotions away. They both follow spirit to be able to hear your spirit man, your spirit voice, the spirit to spirit. So... We believe that the mind and the emotions will manifest change. We believe that the physicality of something can manifest a change in our emotions, can manifest a change in how we think about life. You know, as a kid, you think life is good, life is good, life is good. Your parents get divorced, life changes. You then have a different perspective on relationships. You have these things that happen. We know all of these things. But it says in Romans eight sixteen, the Spirit himself witnesses with our spirit that we are children of God. You can be told all the time you're a child of God. You can feel like during worship or during a good message, I feel like I'm a child of God. But until you hear spirit to spirit, you are my child, Angela. You are my child, David. Until you hear spirit to spirit, you won't ever, you won't ever follow Holy Spirit like you really want to. So we've got to, we've got to learn. We must learn and practice embracing and encountering God, Holy Spirit. And the, some of the changes you want in your life, some of the relationship changes, some of the changes in your finances, some of the changes in your friendships, they'll never happen based on good intellectual or good emotional things. There's a spirit. There's a spirit. There's a Holy Spirit that's wanting to connect you to, with you. Spirit. Often, no, that's demonic. Have you ever seen, like, watch the, I don't know if I want to go see this movie. I'll watch the preview. And you're like, that's demonic. And we know that. We ought to be able to hear in the spiritual realm what's going on with the Holy Spirit. That's us. We're his kids. We hear that. And we hear on the news and pop culture and music. We hear hear what, I I don't know if this is right. We hear what their father is saying to them. We hear, we hear what we hear the, the the racism and the sexism and the and and the, and and the, uh, the all the all the sexual things. We hear that father speaking, but often we hear that father speaking. And we want to stay away from that, but we don't hear our father speaking spirit to spirit to us. So our prayer time, our Bible study time, our conversation time is often about that stuff out there, but not about spirit to spirit. What is Father saying to me? What is Father saying to me? So Romans 8, 16. The Spirit, himself wit- the Spirit Himself witnesses with our spirit that we are children of God. And then Scripture says that we're led by the Spirit, we will perform deeds of the Spirit, right? If I'm led by the Spirit, I will perform deeds of the Spirit. This is it. If I'm led by the Spirit, I will give to the poor. If I'm led by the Spirit, which I cannot see, and I don't have in a cup here, and I can these deeds... That are tangible. I'll give to the poor. I'll spread the gospel. I'll seek to be find and be a good steward of my spiritual gifting. And I'll share my spiritual gifting like we did yesterday. Like some of you have done today. 
in your friendships, in your phone call, in your text. And you can show that spirit manifesting in and through you to people around you. And in Galatians 5.22, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So the fruit of the Spirit, so the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of mom and dad is a kid that looks like them. But the love of mom and dad can't be defined, but it's something physical that actually produces something else physical. So if you're in love, mom and dad, they have a physical union, but the love doesn't mean, it's not, you can't, you can't bottle up the love or box up the love, but it produces something that some acts that produce a child that keeps producing on and on. The Holy Spirit partnering with us in relation intimacy with us is meant to produce an act or acts through us. The laying on of hands, prophetic word, kindness, feeding the hungry. Spreading the gospel. You see how that works? There, there's something that there's, there's, there's... Our job is to connect spirit to spirit. Not just fill our mind with the word. You know, the word is being taught all the time in universities around the world. With no, with no belief in the scriptures. With no hope in the scripture. It's, been taught, it's being taught as poetry and history and different things like that. So you can know the word with a small w and never know the word. We connect spirit to spirit, and that manifests as something. I'll think about the anointing. The anointing is not very, it's not, I'm going to say it's not real, but it's not tangible. But what if we rose up our belief and said the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the presence of Christmas, the Christmas presence is more real than anything I've ever experienced in my life. What if we did that? And then when we prayed for people, we're praying not, oh, I hope their sickness goes away. We're praying, I'm, I'm pulling from a resource that's more real than what they're experiencing. I'm pulling from something completely different. And it manifests as something. That, that, that's, that's our Christian walk. Our Christian walk isn't, I want to get my doctrine right. I want to have right theology. I want to stop doing these dozen bad things and start doing these dozen good things. That's cultural Christianity. That's pop Christianity, popular Christianity. There's a depth of relationship, spirit to spirit, 12 years. She, she, got, she, she did something tangible. She, she got out of her home. She went to meet Jesus. She reaches out and she touches the hem of his garment. And she gets something. Nothing tangible flowed from Jesus into her body. Nothing tangible, but something intangible flowed through. Something physical flowed to her. It was so tangible, Jesus felt it. In fact, it was more tangible probably than the entire crowd around him. And he feels it. He feels it. She feels it. She knows she's healed. And what she, is she healed? Does she just get a good feeling? Does she just, just get goosebumps? Does she just hear, hear a really good hill song, a really good Bethel song and go, Woo! I was in the presence of Jesus. No, she gets something. What does she get? She gets something removed that she's had for 12 years, that has made her an outcast for 12 years, that's brought her in pain and has taken away all of her money. It says she spent all of her money. And everything she spent her money on, she went to tangible people, doctors, to help her, do, giving her practical, tangible things to heal something that was tangible in her. And in one moment, the intangibility or the essence of anointing that is more real than her disease pushed her disease out of her. 
So that's what, that's what we want. But our belief has got to rise up. My belief has got to rise up. It's got to rise up to a point of overflow. It's got to rise up to a point where I'm, I'm steady standing on the rock. I'm steady standing on belief. The, the prophet came to, and he's like, um, she had a little bit of oil. There's two stories of a little bit of oil. But he says, go get pots and pans. And so she goes and gets pots and pans, and, it, and miraculously they're filled with oil. Where did the oil come from? The prophet didn't go fill those things with oil. The prophets, the prophets didn't fill those things with oil. Thank you for answering. The prophet didn't fill those with oil. The prophet didn't seek out at night and fill those things with oil. Something manifested in those pots that was not that, 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 that at one moment wasn't real, and the next moment is real oil. Now we had food last night. We're going to have food Saturday. Somebody had to make all that food. Somebody had to work. Barbara had to unpack things, bank up her house, clean her house. I'm sure Herman does a tremendous amount too, but she's probably making it beautiful. And uh, you, have to, you, have to get, you have to get the tamales, you have to put the food out, you have to do all of those things. Somebody's doing that. But what we're talking about is a realm that when you have spirit to spirit, that that, that actually appears. Isn't that weird to think about? That actually shows up. That actually happens. You have just a small picnic basket with bread and fish in it, and, be, and you have a spirit-to-spirit connection, and then you have enough to feed 5,000 with leftovers. There, there's something happens. And we're in, we're in process. We're supposed to be in process with the issue of blood. And this woman in the Old Testament, what connected them spirit-to-spirit in the heaven realm is belief. It's not like a faith of just, I'm going to declare, I'm going to woo-hoo, I'm going to believe for a moment. It's a, it's a culture or a, a steady, it's a stronghold of belief in your land. It's a stronghold of belief that says, I'm going to stand and I'm going to believe this. I'm going to believe for this. Scripture says, if I speak to this mountain, it will be removed. So if we speak to the mountain once and it doesn't get removed, do we say then, hey, Scripture doesn't work. That scripture doesn't apply. That scripture was back then. That is all. That all went out with the apostles. Or do I say it the next day? If I speak to this mountain, it will be moved. If I if I if I ask for anything, I will have it in Jesus' name. And it has to connect to the heart of God in those things. But do we say it once or twice or three times? Or do we say it a hundred times? Do we believe it a hundred times? Or do we believe it a thousand times? Where our belief gets more and more solid instead of weaker and weaker. Where we start making excuses why the mountain's not removed. Oh, well, God's trying to teach me a lesson. Well, God did this to me because I, was, I, I, I did this in my past, so God's punishing me. Instead of just rising up a, a, a stronghold of belief that every day... I will speak to my body in Jesus' name, and I will tell it to be healed. I'll speak to my mind and tell it to be healed. Why? And I'll do that. So, so I'll be foolish enough to keep asking for something that I don't yet have. I'll be foolish enough. What if we were foolish enough to keep asking for the things the Scripture said to ask for, even though we've never even experienced them? What if we were foolish enough to, to ask for peace that passes understanding? So instead of saying, hey, I'm always uncomfortable when I go into this situation, or I've never fit in at my job, or I've tried to, be, I tried to do ministry, but it never worked. Instead of saying that, we say what Scripture says. I am a gifted individual with a ministry call. I have spiritual gifts that I don't yet know, but I'm going to pursue them and find them. And, and, and instead of going, oh, I don't fit here, or I'm com- uncomfortable here, I'm un- I am comfortable wherever I go because I'm the kid of the king. And we start saying different things about ourselves, and it takes that belief. 
So right here, what I want us to do is uh, close your eyes. We're just going to do a little activation here. So, Holy Spirit, we just thank you for being right here with us. We thank you that you have a clear voice that's speaking to our spirit man. When somebody says, let's pray or let us listen to the Holy Spirit. Right now, Holy Spirit, we just thank you. We declare that you are good, that you're in complete agreement with the, the Father and the Son. And that you're speaking to us today. You're speaking to us today. And we ask for a sense of spirit to spirit right now in Jesus' name. Not as a group, as individuals. Each person here, spirit to spirit. Some way that we would know, we would be aware. An awareness of spirit to spirit. So we just unclench our our jaw. We just unfure our brow. We relax our shoulders in Jesus' name. And we just allow our eternal being to be in touch with your, with you, an inter- eternal being. We just thank you for that. And just allow your spirit to rise up. It's just to rise up. You can even imagine that, you're, that you're, your emotions, your fear, or your doctrine is just kind of parting and letting your spirit lead. And rising towards God, rising towards Holy Spirit. Just an opening up. Maybe it's, maybe it's an opening up of your, my spiritual man is, is, is my heart. And that it, 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 there's an opening and I, I unclench my fist in my hands. And I, I open up and put my hands out and it's spirit to spirit. So Holy Spirit, we just thank you for, for touching us. We just thank you for making yourself available to us and aware to us right now. Just as a beginning, just as an exercise, that we can know that you are real. That we can know that there's, 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 there's a, a person behind Holy Spirit. There's a realness behind Holy Spirit. There's an anointing behind Holy Spirit. There's fruit that we want to participate in. There's ministry that we want to participate in that comes from being led by Holy Spirit, spirit to spirit. Just take a moment and, and breathe in through your nose, down in deep and out your mouth and just feel that a couple times. I know this is a little bit different, but just just feel that that breath of life that's within you. As real as that is, as much as that sustains you, as real as that is, that's how real the Holy Spirit is. As valuable as breath is, that's how valuable and necessary Holy Spirit is. Holy Spirit, we just draw you in deep into us. Draw you in deep into us, surpassing our, our understanding even, surpassing our, our, our emotions and our fear of intimacy, 
surpassing our intellect that is so desiring to be in control right now. We just thank you for your presence. We just thank you for your presence. We honor your presence. Your being with us. Father, help us to not be afraid of engaging with you by ourselves without music, without teaching, without study, just with us and you, me and you, us and you. We just thank you for that. Amen. A sense of, of, of that, that you're able, you have the ability to tap into Holy Spirit, to stop and hear Holy Spirit. You can do that. We're called to do that. In fact, you are designed to do that. You are designed to stop. When anything tangibly is going on wrong, to stop and ask Holy Spirit. All right, I'm going to go to chapter 2 here. I'm not done yet. Chapter 2, verse 8. I, I read it already uh, when, we, when we started. And um, I want you to see this in what we've talked about. So the shepherds are going about their evening. Their day is done. They're sitting around. And in a moment, they're probably laughing, talking. And in one moment, they're terrified. They're scared to death. In another moment, they're blown away with a heavenly orchestra. In another moment, they're in action. All right? So we go about our life, and a presence happens. Christmas presence happens. Something happens. And, and there is, I don't want us to neglect that there's a terror that comes when God speaks to us and tells us this is a new thing. This is a new step. And we should just embrace the uncomfortableness of, Christ, of Christmas. We should embrace the uncomfortableness of the intimacy of the Christian life. Intellectual closeness, not, that's okay, but not in an emotional closeness like I need you, you make me feel good about myself. When I'm around you, I have peace. That's all good things, but if somebody says when I'm around you, I feel peace, you need to keep giving them to him so that they can have peace all the time, not just so when they're around you. So think about that. And the story... Of, of Joseph. Joseph is going about his day. He knows exactly what he's going to do. He's going to be honorable, but he's going to divorce Mary. He's going to give her a decree to separate from her because he's found out that she's pregnant. We don't often see that, that he's found out that she's pregnant. And then in a moment, in a dream, an angel visits him. And in a moment, the course of his entire life is transitioned. Presence of God moments are meant to transition us. Mary going about our business, engaged, which back then was, was more of a legal agreement than we would have now, engaged to Joseph. She gets visited by God, by, 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 by an angelic, uh, an, an angel, and everything about her shifts. But this is what's interesting. Unlike Joseph, Joseph has no, Joseph has no tangibleness that, the, that his dream was correct. Mary begins to feel that the dream was correct. Because Mary's the only one on earth who knows, only one that knows, holy smokes, I'm pregnant. 
this is really, really, really going on. And each, each time she felt something, each time her body changed. Think about that baby Jesus is in her, kicking, making her feel uncomfortable probably. She's the only one who knows, but when, when, when there's the presence of God enters into our life, things are meant to change. And if you're experiencing some things that, that are the presence of God, and you, you, you would say are the presence of God, and you're not changing the way you think, the way you live, the physicality of your life, then you're probably not experiencing the presence of God, spirit to spirit. You're probably experiencing the Holy Spirit, and you're experiencing Him. You're only allowing Him to get to your mind or to your, your emotions, not to your spirit. Because when that Holy, when Holy Spirit connects with the spirit to spirit, our mind is blown away. Our future is different. When, when, the, when, when Holy Spirit gets to speak to Holy Spirit, we begin to relate to Holy Spirit person to person, child to father, if you will, child to comforter, if you will. If you, when you begin to relate that way, there's a connection that our emotions change. And I believe that our physical body changes. I believe our personality has the... We'll, we'll, when we talk about Holy Spirit, when we talk about presence-based revival, we're talking about experiencing Holy Spirit to Holy Spirit. And not just Holy Spirit to our flesh. Not just Holy Spirit and we feel something. And, and I, 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 I talked to you about shaking and weeping and smelling the... the, the, the the essence of the Holy Spirit in, in uh, September. And I'm not even talking, if, if, if that's all that happened to me, all I have is a story. But if, 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 that was, if, that, if those were my defenses being shaken, my defenses being moved out of the way, my intellect being pretty brutally in my story pushed out of the way, my mo- and, the, and then the spirit-to-spirit connection, then something changes in my life. So I'm asking you, for this, this idea of Christmas presence for the rest of this month is, uh, you know, we've invited Jesus into our heart, but there's a continuation of Holy Spirit, a breaking down, not of who we are, but who we aren't, of how the world has, has, has messed up and our choices have messed up the way we think, the way we feel about ourselves, the way we have emotions. And the Holy Spirit saying, I want to come and make you. I want to come and make you feel and think and live and breathe like my original intent was for you. How many want to feel better? How many want to think better? How many want a thermostat to change the temperature of the room and said it would be a thermometer? Oh, it's demonic in here. I'm leaving because it's demonic. That's a thermometer. To walk in and go, it's demonic in here, but it's not going to be demonic for very long. That's a thermostat. Oh, man, people are miserable over here. God, I don't even want to be around them. I'm leaving. And said, man, people are miserable around here. I'm going I'm to share the gospel with them, and they can get unmiserable with me. And I'm going to, like, raise up something. I want to be that way. I want to be that person that no matter where I'm at, I'm in super... I'm not comfortable because I'm engaging with what everybody's doing. I'm not comfortable because I'm like got a wall around me. But I'm comfortable because I'm comfortable with spirit. So my emotions are lined up. There's a spirit to spirit. A spirit to spirit that changes things. So I want to ask you, will you commit to exploring and intentionally pursuing the presence of God in your home as you drive to work? Turn off your radio this season. Turn off your radio for five or ten and get in the practice of going, God, what do you have for me today? 
What do you have for me today? What's going on? Not God. I did this for years. God, what do you want me to do today? All right, I'll get to work on it. That's a servant. That's a slave. Yes, sir. There is a yes, sir somewhere in there. But it's a, I relate as a son to a father. I've been adopted into this family. And my father has like this connection he wants. So pursue that connection spirit to spirit. Spirit to spirit. And I know I talked to some of you after, a few of you afterwards. And you, ha- you have during that little time we had last last. Sunday, you had, you had some spirit-to-spirit stuff go on. But that's not. That's just, we're supposed to be pursuing that. Maybe it's early in the morning. Maybe it's before you go to bed. Maybe it's reading the exact same scripture every morning and then every night and, and letting the Lord work out. I don't know what it is, but that spirit-to-spirit connection, all right? You just go ahead and stand. I want to share with uh, Herman's word here about the spirit of lights. Each of us is a beacon of light. And when we bring all the lights together, no one can deny his glory. Light is gifts of the Holy Spirit. And there's life here, not dead bones. And it's funny, he wrote that before I started praying uh, about the dead bones and, and sharing about that um, at the end of worship. But so this is, this is we, are, we are the spirit of light. So we are not asking for somebody else to be light to the world. We're not asking Jesus to be the light of the world. Because he says he is the light of the world. And when we say we're his, we are then the light of the world. And the body of Christ, we're the body of Christ. We come together. and But each we don't come together to go, oh, I can get warm when I'm with other people. I can feel good. It's like we come to walk in our together. When we're over at the offices over here together. When we're talking, there's a sense of Holy Spirit. But there's a sense of Holy Spirit when you're by yourself in your home. That's a light. We are salt and light. We're not asking him to be salt and light. He's already been to salt and light. And he gives that over to us. And when we gather together, and we're believing, because when, when Jesus prayed that, that the church would be one, it already happened. We all, we all meet different. We all argue and stuff like that. But we're, we're one. All of our light together in tumble for our churches. So keep thinking about your Christmas gifts coming out of his Christmas presence, okay? So, Father, we thank you for today. We declare that we are beacons of light in Jesus' name. We declare we're beacons of light. Some of us are, are low wattage right now. Some of us aren't plugged in. Some of us have dirty, dirty glass around us, Father God. But we know that, that all of our work doesn't clean anything up, that we want to plug into the power of the Holy Spirit. So we declare we're beacons of light becoming brighter and brighter, hotter and hotter. And, and, and we're beacons of light that have the ability to attract and to turn on other lights that have been burnt out in Jesus' name. So we're beacons of light and we come together. We come together not so that we have a job, not so that we have a ministry, not so that we have a place to speak or that we gather together to pray. We to say good things about your name, to let people know who you are in Jesus' name. So we want to glorify your name. And we, we take this week and we set, we set some time aside to come to spirit-to-spirit connection. We, we, we take some time to agree with the Holy Spirit and say these dead bones are going to live. This, 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 this illness is going to go away in Jesus' name. And, and we start a new process, a new journey, a new way of thinking of spirit-to-spirit. And we won't be afraid and we won't allow our emotions to take over. We'll be led by your spirit to our spirit. We will not allow our thoughts, our intellect to trap us, to bind us up. 
and to keep us away from spirit-to-spirit connection. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. God bless you.